Welcome back, Bears fans, to the CHGO Bears podcast. And what is going on, everybody? Will DeWitt, Nicholas Moriano here for a Chicago oh, CHGO, well, you know, Bears podcast, CHGO Audible Day, whatever you want to call it. But regardless, I'm happy to be back behind a mic talking Bears football here with uh, the one and only Nicholas Moriano. What's up, Nick? Nothing much. Well, I have an important question for you, and it's okay regardless of the answer you give me. Have you seen the first episode of The Bear yet? I haven't. So I finished Ted Lasso this week. That was my goal. Nice. And now I, I can move on. Lawrence, you saw it? How many episodes did you watch? Three. Oh, we, wow. we did three. Yeah, we just okay. kept going, and I was like, oh, damn. How are the first three? I only Amazing. watched the first one. Okay, good. good. Uh, wait. It's so. Oh, my God. It's so good. I mean, it's just the the – it's just first of all, it's just a love letter to our beautiful city, mm. all the great, all the great views and all the cameos of these random chefs and everything. And oh, let's go! It's uh, and the music, you know, a lot of Wilco and other Chicago bands. I just love it. It's beautiful. Perfect. And I'm excited. Well, you got some. I've you got heard. Some I've heard it's uh, it's a very joyous season. A lot less more panic-inducing, like season one. So far, <laughs> there's still some panic, but it's all good. We're good. So, man, sweet. I still feel the stress of the the what the see episode eight last year or oh something like God. that. My yeah. goodness, yeah. Like, yeah. my heart's racing just win. thinking about it. So I'm glad that maybe some of that pressure is off. So I can't wait to jump into the. Oh, there's there, pressure but... though. They're you know they're trying to open oh. a fancy Michelin star uh, restaurant here, and we'll see how that goes. But uh, yes, mm-hmm. enjoy. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. So from the bear. Nick, we have to talk about uh, more than two handfuls, actually, two handfuls of bears here today. You know, some hands can grip better than others right now, Nick, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, But I'm excited to talk about this list here uh, with everyone. So just so everyone's aware of like how we made our top 10, uh, Nick and I came up with a list of actually our top 20. And then out of the top 20, we ranked them one through 20. We combined our averages and that's our consensus i'm going to use that quote kind of loosely here because it's just two guys but our consensus top 10 for the bears here this season am i missing anything in terms of like how we did that or anything we should preface this episode around no uh, i mean that's exactly how we did it and you know like again like you said like the averages came out to our top 10 but i encourage the chat right now we're gonna put you on the fly like we're gonna start at 10 and obviously trickle down to our most important bear but if you had to you know quickly rank them as we're going through our top 10 i encourage you to do so throw some names in there put a number which bears uh you think is a 10 and going down and we'll see how our list matches up with yours but yeah i think it's a fun exercise and i you know what a little bit more difficult i think when because now that there are more players on this roster that obviously will have an impact on this 2023 team, but I think it's a fun exercise and we're going to go through it all. Absolutely. And we have a lot of people here in the chat already that I'm excited to get thoughts from Edward. What's going on? Brian, how are you? Gary, of course, Matt Nagy's here. He actually congratulated me on the adoption of AJ earlier this week. So I appreciate it coach you know even though you're not here anymore, you're still (laughs) supporting us. So it's very much appreciated, but Nick, you said it. Right off the top, this was a more difficult challenge than maybe it has been over the past couple of seasons, which means there are players that didn't make our top 10, like they were knocking on the door, that I think are worth just bringing up here real quick. So a quick honorable mention of players. I have three. We have uh, tied for 11th uh, was linebacker TJ Edwards and corner Kyler Gordon. 
And then at 12th, we had, of course, Jaquan Brisker just missed the cut. So Edwards, Gordon, and Brisker, not in our top 10, Nick, but that doesn't mean they're not very important to this team this season. No, that's definitely not the case. And, you know, I think hearing those three names, I, I wonder how fans think about, you know, just those guys in general, because those are all key contributors, obviously, for this Bears um all for the Bears defense right now. So I think even looking at who just missed out of the top 10, you can almost see like how we almost thought about like important bears and why, you know, maybe offense might be a little bit more heavy in this top 10, but those three guys just missed it. But like you said, very important for the Bears defense and for the 2023 season. I mean, for Edwards to come in, of course, from Philadelphia, now he's here, going to be uh, a part of this Bears linebacking room. Uh, he was paired with Tremaine Edmonds, who I'm sure will make our list at some point where you will find out. And then the second-year players in the secondary, Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, if they take the leaps that we're expecting with Gordon being what is expected to be just a primarily the slot corner now, not having to do outside inside work like he did a year ago. And Jaquan Brisker taking that leap at safety, uh, being more dominant in the box, improving his coverage. Like all of those things are going to really help this bears defense, but it is interesting. Like the honorable mention is defense, defense, defense. And the, I think there are some other guys that just missed the cut uh, on offense too, that were like ranked like 14th, 15th on our mm -hmm. averages. Uh, but still, like, I'm very excited about this list. And uh, I think we should just jump in and unveil who's number 10, Nick. Yeah, let's let's do it, Will. Um, and uh, this is one of the newbies, the new guys on this Bears uh, roster. And, you know, we'll kind of start off. And we have a nice little graphic that we're going to display here for each veiling. And number 10 for us is the rookie, Javon Dexter, who's going to play an all-important position for the Bears defensive line. Somebody that I think Will is going obviously going to be a part of a rotation with this mm -hmm. Bears defense, but this is a guy that plays a really important position for this Bears, for this Bears, you know, front seven. And obviously I think he's somebody that is going to help out a guy like TJ Edwards who didn't make our top 10 and a Tremaine Edmonds who's somewhere in this top 10. So I think the impact Javon Dexter can make even as a rookie is really important for the Bears and what they're capable of doing in this 2023 season. Yeah, you mentioned it probably starting off part of this rotation. I'm very curious and excited to see as the year kind of wears on, as he gets more acclimated, polished, and just coached up and just continues to develop. How like high can he go in this rotation? Can he really start taking snaps away from Justin Jones? And he has that position versatility. He can line up at the three tech. He can line up over there at the nose too and disrupt the pocket. He can collapse that sucker. He can make quarterbacks sweat. And of course, he's a strong guy, big. And we talked about in last week in the mini camp recap, he showed you guys there that he can really fly. He can move. He has that hustle too. And the Bears last season, when you look at that defense, historically bad run defense, we've talked about that throughout the entire offseason. That defensive line was not generating pressure. Uh, on top of that, they weren't able to come away with sacks. So for Javon Dexter to come in here as a rookie, bolstering this defensive line, making it stronger from the top to the bottom, uh, he's just very important this year. If he struggles as a rookie, this defense is going to feel that. And of course they did go and get Zach Pickens. Like there's other players that they drafted at this position brought in via free agency, but still like he is a very vital part of what the bears are planning for on this defense. Yeah. And, and you look at what the bears really didn't do at the edge rusher position 
and I think you know, may, obviously Ryan Poles, you know, has said like you can't address everything, but what they did do is address the interior. Like those guys are going to really help out the exterior guys. The you know the Dominique Robinson, Travis Gibson, Demarcus Walkers, Rasheem Greens. So like we need to see what Javon Dexter is capable of playing in a different scheme that he was in in Florida. So something that I think is mm-hmm. more catered to what he wants to play. We got to see it all play out. And for me, this is probably way too early of a question to ask. But what what is the ceiling and floor of a Javon Dexter? And we're gonna we're gonna start seeing that when we saw, obviously see the pads and see him start to play, but. They obviously honed in on him for a very important position. And now we got to see it all come together in this, you know, defense where he's going to be penetrating this one gap system and just causing havoc, hopefully in the backfield to where it's going to help out the defensive end. It's going to help out the linebacker. It's going to give the secondary more time, you know, to, to maybe jump routes and things like that. So Jerron Dexter, you know, really does impact all three phases of this defense. So if he has a good season, that really does help out everything that Matt Eberflus and Al Williams want to see from their defense. And even though he's not a starter, you believe that, and obviously you do because he made her top 10 here, but if he doesn't earn a quote starting role and doesn't play quote starting snaps, like his impact still like, should be very well felt because I do expect the Bears to have, you know, utilize that rotation, keep guys fresh. That's really what allows when you have a, a room like I think the Bears have built uh, with a lot of young talent, they're going to be able to stay fresh. And if you can rotate, rotate them consistently uh, and get and put the hot hand out there, like even if you're not a starter, I think on this defense, you can make a very big impact. No, no doubt about it. And I think that he didn't have the luxury of that at Florida either, where he could mm-hmm. be like in a rotation. He just had to be out there every single snap. So if Javon was, was gas, like he was still the best player out there for Florida's defense. So I think that, is even if he's not a starter week one and you know Matty Refluce did say Justin Jones is a starter so I that's that's not too concerning for me as long as he's making impactful plays whenever he gets onto the field and maybe there's going to be defensive series where he's out there a little bit more because the defense likes his certain skill set that's fine and he'll grow into his role and Justin Jones is this is last year of his contract so I'm not too concerned if he's not labeled you know, like a starter in, in his rookie season. And really just based off of what I've heard, like, you know, from articles from you and what you guys talked about, like, it looks like Justin Jones himself is looked at as a leader uh, on this defense. Mm-hmm. People do respect him uh, on this team, which is another reason why Dexter may just have to be part of that rotation, earn his way up. Uh, and again, his versatility is going to help him see the field more often than not. And I think this is an extra point to hit home uh, one more time. I saw the super chat come in here from Anthony just saying that he was at Sunnyside when he saw the Twitter post about us going live and he had to make sure to tune in to his favorite sports meet a beautiful day to talk sports. Yes, it is. And of course this is a Sunnyside summer Friday here at CHGO. Uh, so that's great that Anthony was already there. He was one step ahead uh, so kudos to Anthony there. Nick, anything else about Dexter uh, before we move on to player number nine? Yeah, real quick. I see uh, Gary in the chat, like where maybe Dexter will line up. Like in minicamp, he was at the one and at the three. And mm-hmm. I think that's what makes him enticing as a player too, because he does have that size where I think he can hold up against the run, but he also has the ability to penetrate in the backfield, what you want to see out of your one technique. So um or your three techniques, sorry. But I think that's that creates more opportunities for a Javon Dexter to really get onto the field. All right, let's go on to player number nine. It's a player that's been here for a while. 
cornerback Jalen Johnson. Big season for him, Nick. He's on a contract year. It's a year in which he hopes to stay healthy and just raise his stock. And after allowing five touchdowns each of his past uh, few seasons, only one allowed last year, 58% completion when targeted. I mean, hell, Nick, I remember the beginning of the year when he was just locking down his side of the field. Why did Jalen Johnson rank so high for you? Yeah, I just think that he is an important piece of this Bears defense. And I think ideally, if the money comes out right, the Bears would want to keep a guy like Jalen Johnson, even though he's, you know, not a part of this original regime and, and Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. The one, like, as I was kind of looking at all the players on this list, the, the one blemish, right, is, is the turnovers that he yes. hasn't created yet, right? And uh, I think, what, only with the one interception um, and, th- in, you know, since he ma- uh, got into the NFL, one fumble recovery, one forced fumble is, is what the turnovers that Jalen Johnson has created. But there is value still in a guy that we saw last season. He was shadowing the number one. Like, there when you do that, it's you're not going to maybe create as many turnovers because you're going and maybe have to follow Devontae Adams all the time, whatever it may be. So there's still value in that. But we just know it's apparent what Matt Eberflus, Allen Williams, and this defense really, really likes. It's players that can create turnovers. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Johnson hasn't done that. But still, the defense is far better with him. You allow Tyreek Stevenson to be on the other side, Kyler Gordon to play in the nickel. So – He's still a very impactful player for the Spurs defense, no doubt about it. Yeah, that's the big one, uh, the lack of turnovers, because as you said, it's preached in this building. And if you're not, that's mm-hmm. it's a principle. It's not an optional bonus. Awesome, you're getting the turnovers. It is in the DNA of what this team is supposed to be built around. And it's not that Jalen can't be in position. It's just like, like you said, his job is more difficult when you're shadowing those ones. And on top of that, the big thing I would say over the last couple of seasons is he's been a part of a eroding defense with an eroding pass rush, and it doesn't make his job any easier. So if the pass rush turns up a notch or two this season, which we're expecting it will be better than what we saw a year ago, that will only help Johnson have more opportunities for those takeaways. So I'm not sweating about it yet, but it is a little peculiar i don't know why i try to use words that i have a hard time pronouncing that you know after all of this time only one career interception and jaylen johnson's a player that i was very excited about coming out of college i wanted the bears to draft they drafted Mm -hmm. him and i thought he would have more ball production by now so i still want to see him figure that out i think the pass rush will really be beneficial for those efforts and again if he plays up to his potential and he does get more of those takeaways and and continues to be locked down in his side like we saw early on last season like you said, everyone's job gets a little bit easier uh, on this entire defense, too. Uh, so, yeah, Jalen Johnson, very, very important, Nick. Yeah, and the other thing that I really like about Jalen Johnson, just even last year, like, he was playing through a bunch of stuff. Well, like, there were, there were injuries in his ribs. He wanted to give it a go in the Buffalo mm-hmm. game where – forget which um, finger I think he actually broke or whatever, but, you know, the Bears decided, hey, we, we don't want you to risk furthering that injury, but – this is in a season where they had won three games. Well, they were in a, you know, a part of that 10 game losing streak, but Jalen Johnson wants to be out there with his guys. So there is a commitment Mm. to, you know, wanting to be out there finishing out the season from Johnson. And I think that gets overlooked sometimes because of, you know, not being at OTAs for a little bit. And we, we know the reasons why, but Jalen Johnson, like once he's locked in, 
I mean, you're that's a that's a professional on the football field that you want your 10 other guys to be around because he is a leader. He's going to make plays. And, you know, if it all comes together where he's healthy and like the big thing you said, he was a part of an eroding defense. Now this is ascending. Right. And mm -hmm. if the pass rush can be just you know, better than what it was last season, hopefully you see the numbers go into his favor. Some passes go in his direction, maybe get some tip passes from a Tremaine admin to the defensive line and, you know, Jalen Johnson able to make a play, but uh, I'm hoping to see that from Jalen Johnson. And then the bears will be in a difficult situation. How do we pay? Like, what's a number that we can pay this guy. That's not going to break the bank for us. That's fair to him. And you still get to keep a really good player on your defense. Yeah. And again, another player very well, like respected looked up and he's a leader uh, in this defense, the secondary, this cornerback room. And he has two very young players right behind him. I mean, he's not an old man himself. He's still very young. Jalen is too. So like, He's leading the charge here. They look up to him, and I, I think he has a lot of value. You know that even if he's not getting those turnover numbers as we mentioned, like he does provide a lot more to the table, and that's why he ended up being number nine here on our combined list. So our honorable mention: Edwards, Gordon, Brisker, defense, defense, defense. Number ten, Dexter, defense. Number nine, Johnson, defense. I think it's time to talk about an offensive player, Nick. What do you think? I think we should definitely transition to talking about somebody in the offense. Go ahead, Will. <laughs> I mean, if they're not important, we're in trouble. So number eight is a rookie right tackle. That is Darnell Wright, which is a hey, great timing because I saw the super from Missouri Mahler come in. They said he managed to win an Aaron Jones sign autograph at the Tom Grossley meetup for St. Jude at Indy, and he was repping the new Darnell Wright jersey. Like Amazing timing here, Mr. Missouri Mahler. Uh, so congrats and kudos uh, to you on that. But Darnell Wright, super important uh, to the bears. I mean, there, he wouldn't be important if they didn't like, obviously if they invested the 11th overall pick in this guy, like he's a very important piece uh, to this franchise and someone that they're hoping can be a foundational player for years to come. And the bears had, I'm going to just be blunt. God awful play from the right tackle position a year ago, nine sacks, 23 pressures allowed. They were, relatively successful running the ball uh, to that side, even though the blocking wasn't great from Borum or Reef and the 10 snaps. I think Alex Leatherwood played a right tackle there too for the Bears last season. I think they averaged 5.9 yards per attempt when going off of right tackle. But with Darnell Wright, I would expect that to, to be the same, but also improve the pass protection on that side. And I, I think we can talk about why, you know, improved pass, pass protection is going to be important for Justin Fields this season. But Nick, I'll hand it over to you for Darnell Wright, what about him and, you know, not just as the player, but the position, everything, you know, put in combined. Like, why is he, for you, so important to the Bears in 2023? Well, look, Will, whenever you invest a, you know, top 10 overall pick in the first round, you need this guy to be great. And I'm glad Herb Howard actually uh, jumped in the chat here because he's been saying this and preaching. And I, I completely agree with it. Like, this guy needs to be a, a perennial pro bowler for you. He needs to be somebody that you look at as, hey, we have that right tackle locked down. We have Darnell right there. He is our part of our future. He is a part of helping keep Justin Fields upright and also allowing this rushing attack to still be as dominant as it was last season. That's why you get a guy like Darnell Wright, and you know you trade with the Philadelphia Eagles to get out of your, your ninth spot and, and move a, a pick back because you feel confident that this guy is not only going to be, be able to do all those things this uh, you know, hopefully this season we see start to see flashes of it, but consistently be that guy for you where you just don't have to worry about him. 
He's not giving up sacks, and he's able to show the, the the ability to stop opposing pass rushers. We saw it while he was at Tennessee going up against some of the top guys. Well, now he's going to face a, a bunch of other players in the NFL that are equally as good or even better than what he was facing in college. So Darnell Wright needs to pan out. He needs to mm-hmm. be that guy. And, you know, if he does, that just increases the likelihood and the chances of Justin Fields having not only a good 2023 season, but beyond that. And also you have three, you have Khalil Herbert, you have Roshan Johnson, Deontay Foreman back there. You want Darnell Wright to be that guy that can still move out in space in this wide zone scheme. So his impact, even though he's a rookie being thrown in there and already winning the starting right tackle job, he needs to be dominant. And I think that he has the traits uh, and just how he kind of goes about his business. He's a little soft-spoken, but I think once he gets onto the football field, you see, you know, exactly why the Bears were comfortable trading back and selecting a guy like that with the 10th overall pick. And again, important, like if he doesn't, like if for some reason, like he just comes out of the gate and flops, like you've invested such a high draft pick in him, Justin Fields, the evaluation of him gets a little bit more difficult because Mm -hmm. I mean, let's face it, those sacks that I mentioned, it's like, okay, yeah, nine sacks, but like out of those, like there's so many that come to mind that were just so like instantaneous as soon as the play began, like, no resistance whatsoever play right in like a player right in the face of Justin Fields. And that number would have been a lot higher, a lot higher if Justin wasn't as evasive and elusive in the pocket as he is like his, his athleticism really helped keep that number from being, I think even more like eye boggling. So just True. kudos to Justin uh, on that here too. So that's why Rice important because they want to get this position fixed. They want it to not be even a thought. And that's the thing about offensive alignment. If you're doing your job, right. Maybe we don't talk about Darnell Wright all too much. And then when we reflect on the season, like, you know, he was pretty damn solid. We didn't have to think about it. That's kind of what we're hoping here for out of Wright. But he's going to help what we are expecting to be another jump from Justin Fields this season. And if he succeeds, Justin's chances are going to get so much better. But if he fails and if he doesn't play up to the level that we expect him to play, and that's why I want to say we're expecting it. I'm just mentioning if it doesn't happen then the Bears are really going to struggle on offense due to it. I don't see anyone else on this roster that can step into play to the level that we're expecting Wright to play this season, which makes him very, very important. Any other thoughts about Wright here, Nick? Yeah, just to to make it clear, like obviously being a rookie, there's going to be rookie pains and growing pains Mm -hmm. as we're kind of going through the season. But we like obviously Braxton Jones went through a lot of that last season, but Darnell Wright needs to have far less of those and then show like, okay, that's, that's a, you know, a first round top 10 pick. And that's exactly why the bears took him. So this rookie season, high expectations, but also realistic. Like he is going to have games where he looks like a rookie, but at some point in the season, you just want to feel like that is exactly why Ryan Poles and, and Chris Morgan identified Darnell Wright when there were a bunch of tackles, right. That were, you know, possibly in contention for the Bears, but Darnell Wright was the perfect one for this Bears offense, for Justin Fields, and for just the organization moving forward. For sure. And on top of that, too, it's rare. And not like ultra rare, but it's relatively rare when a rookie tackle comes in and looks like an all-pro or a pro bowler player. It's like it doesn't really happen all too often. But, you know, take the highs when they come. Give them some grace and some patience when those lows appear uh, and just hope that, you know, we have better good moments or more good moments Mm -hmm. than those low lights so far uh, coming up this season. All right. So that's honorable mention. 
10, 9, and 8. We got plenty more Bears players to come, and I expect offense to, even though there's a slow start, they're going to really start ham, uh, you know, rolling in here right now. Before we do, we're going to take a quick timeout. And Nick, you're up first from a message from Lewis University. Yeah, well, at Lewis University, many of their students are adults just like just like you, and many have full-time jobs and or families, and all of them chose Lewis's supportive educational community to help make their transition back to school as easy as possible and to earn a respected degree. It's 35 miles southwest of Chicago and Romeoville, ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges, and Lewis partners with numerous employer, employers for tuition discounts and offers evening online and blended formats to help you balance work, family, and education. And faculty bring real-world real experience and instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. And they also offer support and academic resource for adult students. And whether you're looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program, Lewis has the right program for you. And Lewis offers several career-focused programs that will set you up for success. And we're just going to highlight one here, the Criminal Justice Public Safety Grad Program. First responders actually receive 20% off tuition discount. And tuition is deferred for six weeks after the end of each class. That's huge, especially mm -hmm. when you have so many things going on, just to have a little bit more of a grace period to get everything in place. But look, they have so many other programs, um, undergraduates in computer science, aviation maintenance, Technology certificate, business analytics, business programs, technology programs, you name it, Lewis, Lewis has something for you. And here's the most important part. You can discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. And you got to go to lewisu.edu forward slash you can do this one more time. That's lewisu.edu forward slash you can do this. And from Lewis University is going to help you out. Another, I think, just program that will also help you out, ComEd will. The ComEd Energy mm -hmm. Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. For sure, ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. Common also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Will, how does all of that exactly work? That's a great question. I'll give you some more details here, Nick. So an authorized engineer, they're going to work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually. They last about two hours. Uh, after that, in about three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So if you own a business, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Making sure I heard that right, Will. You said comed.com slash poweringbiz? Yep, I did. I didn't give you a direction of the slash, by the way, either. So go ahead and schedule that here today. All right, this is Will DeWitt, Nicholas Moriano. The CHGO Bears offseason coverage is brought to you by the Comed Energy Efficiency Program. Learn more at comed.com slash poweringbiz. We are here discussing 
our top 10 most important Chicago Bears players of the 2023 season. We gave you our honorable mention. We gave you 10 through eight. Let's jump in to player number seven here. And I said we're going to go offense more. Well, hey, first we have to talk a little bit more defense. Number seven is Eddie Jackson, healthy and back at it. Nick, we talked about uh, Eddie Jackson a little bit last week, just about how impressed we were about his ability to kind of turn things around, change his narrative a little bit last season. And on top of that, we understand that how important he is to this defensive unit, really this entire team as a leader. Why is Eddie Jackson number seven on our list? I think there's a, there's obviously a lot of reasons, but you look at that entire secondary, relatively young. Eddie Jackson is the the veteran of this group and somebody that when you look at at their peak, what they're capable of, like Eddie Jackson was playing, you know, some of his best football, obviously when he was creating those turnovers, he was getting to we saw glimpses of that last season before the injury, but if you can get that version of Eddie Jackson you know, tagged along with the Jaquan Burris crew, just made it outside of our top 10. Now you get a, a, a secondary that makes it very difficult to, one, complete deep passes, but also a guy that's really capable of creating those turnovers. Unlike a, a Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson, you know, consistently has shown that he, he is capable of that. But I think just what it does for the defense, having a guy like that in center field or if they're playing cover two, you know, it really makes you as a quarterback, you have to make sure you're on your mark. Because if you're like slightly off, like that's a guy that is very capable of making a simple incompletion to a pick, to possibly a pick six. And we haven't seen the pick six in a little bit, but I, I know Eddie Jackson is a guy that um, is very competitive within himself, saw it in mini cam when he dropped the pass and started doing push-ups. Like he wants to get back to that guy. And I think he's, definitely capable of it and we were talking about if Jalen Johnson the turnovers can start to happen if there's a little bit more pressure well that's a guy too where even when there wasn't as much pressure he's still creating he's still making things happen with with last year's Mm -hmm. group so Eddie Jackson I think a healthy version of him and if he can continue building off of what he was doing last year before his season ended against the Jets that's that's a dangerous weapon in the backfield, Will, and you know one that makes this Bears defense that much more dangerous. Yeah, I mean, you go back to the early days of Eddie Jackson, and you know you feel that impact. And you and I were so lucky to be at that Bears Panthers game years ago when he had those two touchdowns. Felt that in person right away. I think that was his rookie season. And uh, on top of that, when you look at just last year, his ability to bounce back the fifth best force and completion percentage when targeted among safeties at 19%. So even if he's not getting the interception, he's still, or even the official pass breakup, he's still forcing the incompletion, whether that be a hit on a ball carrier, uh, you know, getting them off their mark, what have you. Uh, last year, too, those four interceptions were tied for seventh among safeties. Imagine what that number would be if you played a full season mm-hmm. and the 12th lowest pass rating when thrown to among safeties last season uh, in the NFL. And Nick, you talked about, you know, very well respected. He's a leader. He's motivated. I mean, communication's ideal for him, too, right? He knows how to get guys in the right spot. He's out there telling the guys what he's seeing because he's been around. He's seen it all. Like, he's very important on so many different levels for this Bears defense. I'm so happy he's in a system that he feels like he can be himself again. He's surrounded by teammates and coaches that are empowering him to play at a higher level. I think he got a little bored under the previous coaching staff and not challenged. And sometimes when you have all the talent, 
you still want to be challenged. You want people to hold you to a high standard and not just take you for granted. And I think that was happening a bit for him. And now that he's back in a better situation, we saw a great step forward last year. And again, with a better pass rush, another year in this system, there's no reason to expect Eddie Jackson can't replicate what we saw a year ago and perhaps even take it another step forward and look even closer to those all pro se- that all pro season that he had, you know, a handful of years ago. It's crazy. Time goes too fast. Feels like yesterday. It does. And you know, it's also going to really help Eddie Jackson and Jaquan Brisker. The secondary is just having linebackers that can cover more ground. Well, obviously everyone has their responsibilities within defense on each given play, but it does help when you have guys that just have wider range, right? And Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards, um, you know, when they're able to drop back in coverage, you almost feel more confident in what they're the ground they're going to be able to cover, their space that they're going to be able to cover. And for Eddie Jackson, I think that will lead to more calculated opportunities to make those turnovers happen because now you you don't have to really worry all too much about okay well nicholas Morrow's not going to be able to get to his spot so maybe mm-hmm. i need to be conscious of that a little bit well now you have two of the best coverage linebackers in the league and now you can almost trust them do their job and let him, let eddie jackson do what he does and that's picking off routes jumping things mm-hmm. just being instinctive and just knowing Look, this is his seventh season in the NFL, Will. Going into his seventh season, like he's seen what offense you're going to throw at him. There are just things that he can pick up that Jaquan Brister is going to eventually learn that he can diagnose things and make those. I'm not even going to call them risks. I'm going to call them, you know, calculated, again, opportunities for him to really create those turnovers. So I think we're going to see that play out on defense as the season goes on where you're really starting to trust those two linebackers what they're capable of doing. And then you see Eddie Jackson just go and do his thing. Oh, I, I can't wait. And you talked about the instincts, like his eyes and his instincts when he's playing the way that we all know Eddie Jackson can, like there's not much better uh, in, in the NFL in terms of getting into the right spot. I mean, how many interceptions and touchdowns does he get taken away from penalty or, you know what I mean? Like there's still so much that is like on those unofficial boards somewhere. Like mm-hmm. he knows he's done it, but it doesn't get to count. But yeah, those instincts, those, those game changing plays, Nick. And, and that's yeah. why another reason why it's so important. It's not just, Oh, we got a turnover. It's like, Oh, we're going to get a turnover. We're going to get some yards under some turn. This offense is going to be, you know, in a position to start cooking or as we've seen him do in the past, take it himself and put some points up on the scoreboard and it's you know interceptions being around the ball when it's a forced fumble it's just it's innate it's a natural ability and i think it's it's what separates eddie jackson from the average safeties in this league so eddie jackson number seven on our list let's move over to number six back to offense wide receiver darnell mooney is number six on our list back in a what i'm going to say a comfortable wide receiver to roll uh, of course he's coming back from injury too but we're still expecting a lot out of darnell mooney and we I, I think we both expect his role to be vital for the Bears' success hence why he's number six nick yeah well and you know darnell mooney i don't know if this one's questionable for some fans but if he's back and healthy that's huge for his offense because obviously we know what tj moore is going to do this season but we, we need to see exactly how Darnell Mooney comes back from this injury, but if he's able to produce like he was prior to the 2022 season, that's a huge boost for Justin Fields, someone that Justin feels comfortable with. And obviously this just expands what you can do with your offense. And 
I do envision Darnell Mooney playing more from the slot this season as opposed to last year where they kind of had him more uh, on the outside, which I think is good for his skill set. Mm-hmm. Allows him to kind of work with more space, use his, his speed against some of those nickel corners. And I think that's going to be be something that hopefully gets Darnell Mooney playing and being more productive a lot faster than what he was doing in 2022 because it took him a while to get a catch and some yards. So hopefully in this offense now, year two again with, with Luke Getze's offense, he's going to have more familiarity of what is asked of him. And if that, you know, that injury of his is good to go in training camp and he looks good to go, you know, obviously throughout the regular season, you're you're getting a, a very productive player who just, again, the most important thing, Justin Fields feels comfortable throwing to. And that cannot be understated how important that is as we're evaluating the top 10 Bears. Which one of these guys is going to help Justin feel comfortable? Darnell Mooney definitely is. I mean, the fact that it took him so long to like get acclimated into the offense and evolve because defenses are able to shut him out. I'm not going to say like, you know, told you show he's not like a wide receiver one. Cause we were all hoping he was going to make that jump, but I think it showed the bears that you do need another guy in this room that has that wide receiver one capability, which allows Mooney to be in this two role, which is, you know, you have friendlier matchups, like you said, back in the slot, more space to operate. And that's going to really help him, I I think, thrive because last year they had to force it, wasn't really working. Mm -hmm. This year should be better. You go back to a couple years ago, Justin's rookie season. He had 81 catches, almost 1,100 yards, four touchdowns, 13 yards per catch. And and that may not happen, that stat line, because it did take 140 targets to get those 81 catches. And we all know DJ Moore is going to get the lion's share of those targets, but Mooney's going to get plenty of looks, plenty of opportunities too. And, you know, with having DJ Moore on the field, open things up, his job should get a little bit easier. Go back to the Mooney we saw years ago, making all those plays after the catch, right? Like a little bubble screen and takes five guys to get them down. Or maybe the bears are, you know, running the outside, running the outside and you have Mooney downfield blocking. Cause he's good at that too. There's a lot yeah. that Darnell Mooney does that makes him important for this team, for this def- uh, for this offense, and really Justin Fields. So I, I think even though DJ Moore's here and he is now the guy in the room, Darnell Mooney still has, you know, A, plenty to prove, plenty to play for, and really can really help take this offense to another level if he plays up to those capabilities. Yeah, and I just think the explosive plays he's capable of generating when healthy is huge for this offense. And you know the Bears, they had they had a good amount of explosive plays last year. A lot did come by you know Justin Fields and, and the runs there, but Darnell Mooney was, was making you know one-handed catches against what Minnesota uh, last season, just creating some explosive plays for this offense when given the opportunity. So that's a big part of what I think the Bears want to do: throw the ball downfield. He can make that happen. And I get it. You know, in the chat, there's a little bit of skepticism about you know right. can Mooney come back from this injury? Yeah, no, look. Absolutely, there there should be you know some skepticism, but you know from what Eberflus has been kind of saying, we're just gonna I guess I'm gonna trust his word for now and see when training camp rolls around and what July 22nd I think is the first day that you know hopefully we see number number 11 out there because that would mm-hmm. be a huge boost for for the Bears offense. And it's important. Uh, and again, it's this isn't a list of players that we expect to have, you know, the best seasons and ranking like in terms of like the seasons we're expecting. We're talking about importance. If Darnell Moody doesn't come back to form, say he is struggling to get back to 100% after that injury, 
you're asking Chase Claypool to take a step up. You're asking Dallas Jones Jr. to have to take a step up. Like everyone underneath will have to play one role higher, and that will make everyone's job so much more difficult. I told, I saw Tyler Scott mentioned from Alex here. Mm-hmm. I do expect Scott to get out there, get his looks. But again, if Moody can't play up to the standard, like Scott's job is going to get a little bit more difficult too. It's going to be harder to make an impact as a rookie because everyone's going to have to make up for, you know, Mooney not being able to be the player that we know he can be. So that's why I think Mooney is so important to this roster. Uh, you know, just an extra wrinkle to it. Yeah, very well said, Will. Um, again, hopefully all things are good for Darnell Mooney moving forward because like you said, that the Bears have depth at wide receiver, but it's going to be tested if a guy like that is not mm-hmm. capable of going. But good that they do have the depth on the roster right now. All right, number five. Wow, we've been talking for 41 minutes, and we're just now to number five. We have tight end Cole Komet, who took a big step last season, led the team in catches, only 50, but it's not like the bar is high. <laughs> Yards 544, receiving touchdowns with seven. And, you know, and after failing to get into the end zone the season prior, I, I thought it was massive to have him as productive as he was last year in terms of scoring points. And that was the fourth most touchdowns of all tight ends, uh, just behind Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and Dalton Short Schultz. That's a great company to be in. Like, if you're the next guy in that list, like, you're in a pretty good spot here uh, in this league. So Cole Komet, bounce back. I think we're all expecting that, you know, there's still room to grow within this offense this season. Have it Robert Tanyan in here is going to help him out Mm -hmm. more respect uh, when there's in those two tight end sets should open up more things for Cole Komet this season. But Nick, Cole Komet, number five, why so? Yeah, another thing that is really important is like he improved in his run blocking from last season compared to the other years in the NFL. So that's going to be huge, Will, still. Like the Bears are going to run the football. They have more than enough capable backs right now on this 2023 team. And Cole Komet's going to be out there a lot of the the snaps out there. I think behind the offensive linemen, uh, Braxton Jones. Yeah, behind Braxton Jones, it was Cole Komet with the most snaps on this team. So he's going to be out there a lot. And obviously he's a vertical, he can be a vertical threat, mm-hmm. but he is going to be asked to block some defensive ends and to get up to the second level at times. So Cole Komet, I think, just expanding on what he did last year, that's going to be huge for Justin Fields, for Luke Getze, and this entire Bears offense. And, you know, I think he's more he's uh, more capable of getting more more yards and more receptions this season, even with a guy like DJ Moore now on the team. You're going to have to, you have to see how those, um, those, I guess, throws are going to be divvied up between all these guys. But I think he's capable of it. The, you know, the seven touchdowns, like, that's a good number. It really is. So if he doesn't quite get to seven or is that seven again i think you could live with that if you're still seeing the impact in the receptions the maybe third down conversions things like that Mm -hmm. but cole Komet is he just impacts every phase of the offense and it's nice that he has a nice companion uh with him in in robert tanyan who i think who was at the tight end you that just happened this past weekend i don't know if anybody even the chat did anybody see cole Komet there because i know he was supposed to attend uh, I didn't see any photos or videos. I saw Robert Tanya. He talked about uh, talked about wiping his ass on the uh, with the just the uh, the sponsor that they had there. But Robert Tanya gave you full detailed uh, recap of that. But Cole Komet, big season number five of importance here. Did not expect this conversation uh, to go there, Nick. But hey. That's what we're podcasting for. You just never know. You're keeping me uh, on my toes here. 
uh, and off my ass. But uh, Cole Komet, you mentioned like the blocking, <laughs> like he did have like the most blocking snaps of any tight end last year. Like no tight wow. end had more opportunities and reps blocking in the NFL than Cole Komet did last year. And even though he was blocking way more than anyone else, he was still ranked as a top 10 blocker, uh, whether it be pass blocking yeah. or run blocking. And so to have the largest sample size, but still rank in the top 10 shows consistency. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great you know point to hit home. Like he was a consistent blocker for them last year, did it well. I expect it to be the same this season and his impact just going to be felt through the air. Uh, a big target for Justin Fields. You mentioned DJ Moore is going to change that role a bit, but man, DJ Moore, we talked about how he's going to help out Darnell Mooney with easier looks. Same thing for Cole Komet uh, and Robert Tunyon is going to help that too. So Cole Komet being in a better position, is going to help him, but we do need him to play up to his potential to help Justin Fields help this offense. And if he struggles, and again, when you look at importance, you can look like what this offense looks like without the player. If he's not the same Cole Komet we saw last year, like it will make everyone's job difficult. Tanyan would have to step up. Don't expect it to be the case. But again, just trying to reiterate why this player is important. So Cole Komet, I'm excited to see what kind of year he puts together, uh, what his role can look like with a DJ Moore on this team. Uh, but regardless, you see teams across the NFL who have a number one wide receiver and a really high, you know, the high end tight end one uh, on their roster. Like there is room for both to thrive. And I'm excited to see if they can make it work here in Chicago. Any final thoughts about Komet? No, just the only thing, Matt Nagy in the chat, why doesn't anyone talk about how good looking Cole is? Cole's a very good looking dude. He's got it all going for him. He's in the NFL, good-looking, giant human being. It's good to be Cole Komet. It's a great day to be Cole. All right, number four <laughs> on our list, we have left tackle, Braxton Jones. So Darnell Wright came in at eight. Braxton Jones comes in here at number four. I'm just going to ask a very straightforward question to kick off this conversation. Nick, why is Braxton Jones ranked higher than a Darnell Wright for you? Well, I think that obviously the Bears felt that Braxton Jones deserved another year to show improvements from his rookie season, but he's he's at the quarterback's blind side, Will. Like, that is a super ultra-important position for this Bears offense, for Justin Fields. If we want to see what Fields can really do in just year three, like, Braxton Jones needs to get better. And if he doesn't, well who is there right now in this Bears roster mm-hmm. that can you could put right there? And I don't know if you're ever going to feel comfortable putting any any backup there, but Braxton Jones needs to show improvement, and I think he will. But, like, the concerns are if he doesn't, man, you're in a really bad position unless you go and sign, like, a veteran free agent, which always could be a possibility. But he does need to show that he can lock down that, that left side. He wanted to be – I think he called it a cornerstone. Uh, for that position so hopefully Braxton Jones can show all of that and just show the improvements necessary and you know recency bias the last Detroit game did not go well for Braxton Jones so we just need to see less of those snaps those games those you know just instances where you're like man that's not what you want to see out of your starting left tackle so if he could show that he's capable of becoming a more consistent player that's exactly why the Bears didn't address the left tackle position and address the other side and getting darn out right. You know, if you, if anyone else is listening to that and her palms are getting like a little sweaty and nervous, like I was here, I'll put it into some perspective to make you relax and breathe a bit. So even though he's 
we all saw those moments and we know there's growing pains. Uh, we talked about with Darnell Wright to expect him this year, but this is year two. We're expecting a jump. But even though Braxton Jones struggled last year, he was, if you go to PFF, the highest rated rookie offensive tackle. And that's higher than Evan Neal, Charles Cross, Nicholas Petit Freire, like the guys that were taken in the top two rounds. Like he graded out better than them. And so, and I think his run block grade was four points higher than any other offensive tackle that was a rookie last season. So he does, I, I mean, there's a chance he can still be the steal of that draft in terms of like offensive tackles. Um, but he has competition here, right? We just talked about all these guys that he was better than, but we all know like they were highly talented and taught, you know, and sought after. They're working hard. But the good news about Braxton Jones, and I, I really appreciated it last year in training camp when he was on our podcast earlier this offseason, he kind of talked about it too. But his mindset, that growth mindset of his, I think is a secret weapon of, of Braxton Jones. It allows him to continue work. He has the right mindset to get better, doesn't get too you know, caught up in those lows, those struggles, but he does hold himself accountable, wants to be better and is putting in the work. And if he is able to be more consistent, that's going to really help Justin Fields out this season. Uh, again, as a run blocker last year, he was ranked pretty well for rookies. He can still grow in that regard. So there's so much where we're expecting that leap, but just you hit another good point about like, who's like, who's behind him on this depth chart? <laughs> I don't know. And I don't want to know. And that's why I think Braxton Jones was knocking out the door of our top three. He was not far off for being in our top three, ended up being here at number four, but yeah, second year jump for him. I again was ranked pretty well out of rookie tackles last year. And if he takes that next step, this offense is going to be so much better forward, especially Justin Fields. No doubt about it. Well, I mean, for a fifth round draft pick to be in his position, play every single offensive snap. That's awesome from Braxton Jones. If he can get better this season, Man, what a pick by Ryan Poles and just the evaluation and just finding a guy like that in the first place and seeing him kind of just mature and grow as a player. So rooting for Braxton Jones, and hopefully we, we could see that in year two of his NFL career. All right, final timeout of the show right now. I have to give you a message from Pins and Aces, who are the official golf apparel partner of All City and CHGO. And we love our Pins and Aces gear, and we get tons of compliments on and off the course. Nick, you're looking great, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Pins and aces, of course, pins, right pins, here. If, if you're watching the YouTube video, you can see Nick is rocking an awesome pins and aces shirt right now. And they are a family owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, boom, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve. This is an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside of your golf bag. Keeps drinks cold for the entire round. I mentioned last week, if I'm out there in the course, Hey, I need to look good because I don't play so well. And again, those seven beers, it's probably what I'm going to need and feel like I had a good time out there uh, on the course. Uh, so you go ahead and check out pinsandaces.com. Use that code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com, code CHGO, 15% off your order and get free shipping. Uh, after you check out Pins and Aces, you got to check out FOCO. You can get fitted out in the best sports gear around by checking out FOCO. They have hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and literally everything in between. And it's summer. And, of course, baseball season, you can get decked out in your Aloha shirts, straw hats. Hey, you want to go get some polos from FOCO? You can definitely do that, too. Bags, everything you need to be ready for whatever game you go to this summer. And if you've ever seen any of the shows at CHGO, the set decorations, FOCO actually has donated a few awesome pieces for our sets. So go show them some love. And you could do that by checking out 
foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items use the promo code chgo for 10 percent off all right well DeWitt nicholas moriano doing our top 10 most important bears players of the 2023 season and we're down to our top three so third on our list is a new guy linebacker tremaine Edmonds, who is a four-year captain in Buffalo before coming to over here to the Chicago Bears, drafted at the age of 19. He had 100 or more tackles in his first four seasons, uh, five, sorry, five seasons of the NFL. And I think the Bears should just, honestly, Nick, just feel so lucky that the Bills cap situation is what it is and they had to let Edmonds leave, hit the open market, and even more grateful and lucky that he decided to come here to Chicago because he wanted to be a part of a rebuilding defense, mm-hmm. lead the charge, and watch them you know, resurge here this coming season. And we can talk about all the things that Edmonds is good at. I mean, you talked about his coverage ability earlier. When you think about the cover two scheme, he's playing this Mike Backer spot for the Bears. You know what I think about? Ryan Erlacher and all that range that he demonstrated over in the middle of the field and coverage, uh, you know, and the big one is the ability to get back and help out those safeties yeah. down the seams. And that's something that Edmonds does a great job of, but why is Edmonds so damn important to this bears team? He is the highest ranked defending uh, defensive player on our list. And I think he's there for a good reason. Well, Will, if you're watching the YouTube, if you see the picture of Tremaine Edmonds, the dude is just a massive human being. Like, it is it's still, like, obviously I've seen him, you know, a bunch of times in, in OTAs and minicamp, but you, his size is different. Like, he really is a different football player. But the leadership that he also brings to this defense, and there are some, you know, obviously leaders in Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson, Justin Jones that we talked about, but he's another guy that when you listen to him speak – like he just fits it fits so perfectly that he's the middle linebacker in the Bears defense who is going to be one of the captains I think on this Bears team when it's all said and done so it just what he's capable of like the leadership qualities but also what he can do on the football field like what you were saying well they needed somebody that can really make an impact there and we haven't seen as many turnovers that I think he's capable of well so mm-hmm. I think in this defense and, you know, we got to see it all come together. I think there's going to be more opportunities for him to create those forced fumbles, to get underneath in, in certain coverages and able to, you know, be in the right position to pick off passes like he did in OTAs on, on P.J. Walker for a pick six. Like, I think he is capable of showing more of that than what he's shown in the first five years of his career. So Tremaine Edmonds, if he is playing to, you know, that first-round talent that you really wanted back – or. I, I wanted back in the day. You wanted, you wanted one, him, right? but he's here now. If he's capable of doing that and really being just the the engine, you know, they, I know they talk about the three tech being the engine, but the I guess the second part of the engine that really just make things go. Man, this defense I think can really really show some good things this season. But you know, it's going to start and end with Tremaine Edmonds, and I think he just impacts obviously the rushing the run game where the Bears couldn't stop anybody, but. I, again, he's in drop back and coverage. I hopefully get some more of those interceptions. I mean, he had, I, I think, over five tackles for loss last year, too. So he's like good in coverage, but he can tack downhill and take down the ball carrier behind the line of scrimmage. He can blitz like he had. He can mm-hmm. do it all. And yes, you wanted him coming out of the draft. I wanted Roquan, but I was going for position fit. And, and Tremaine Edmonds sure. is a four three Mike linebacker and a cover two system. That is like, I think that's who he is. And luckily, 
under Leslie Frazier in Buffalo, very similar system. And so he's not like True. having to learn a lot of new things, but the emphasis on the hits principles on top of that experience, I think is going to allow him. And he's so young. He's younger than a lot of, you know, a handful of guys getting drafted. Uh, and he's been in the league for five seasons. Like that is amazing. There's so much, you know, tread left on the tires. He can really go out here, lead this defense, take charge of it. And I think it's going to happen right out of the gate. And people, I can tell inside the chat, you know, RM, the next legendary Bears linebacker. Like, Nick, I, I know you wanted him out of the draft. I, when the whole Roquan debacle came out, you know, right before that Bears preseason yep. game, I was like, yep. you know, looking at the free agency classes, somehow Tremaine Edmonds hits the market. If he can't stay in Buffalo, like that would be the guy. And now he's here. So I have to pinch myself because it's remarkable. It's crazy, but I'm excited about it. All right. One, Anything real, else? one last thing, Will. Yeah, just I'm lo- looking forward to training camp. You know how they line up the linebackers and running backs, the one-on-one blocking Ooh. drills. Who the hell is going to stop Tremaine? And I'm, look, Khalil Herbert has, I mean, just massive f- freaking legs and can able to stop anybody. Just massive legs. Uh, Deontay Forms is a strong dude. Roshan Johnson's a big guy. Stop it. Like if Tremaine Edmonds is going downhill in a one-on-one blocking drill, it's it's okay if you lose. I'm just gonna say that. Like I'm gonna mark it down. Like they tried, and they. I'm gonna say who had the best attempt at stopping Tremaine Evans because that's like a, a lose lose situation. But I'm already thinking about that. And I can't wait to see it. That's great. I, I love it. And no, those battles were going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for uh, getting me more excited for training camp, which is roughly a month out now already. But let's move on to number two, who is number two, and that's DJ Moore, Nick. Why is he number two on our list? Look, Will, if we're going to see the best version of Justin Fields, it's going to be because DJ Moore is running all over defenses, creating yards after a catch, creating explosive plays, continually already shown in OTAs and minicamp. But this addition is so big for the entire offense. You have a number one wide receiver, someone that Justin Fields can trust, one that takes a little bit of pressure off of the other wide receivers in the room, mm-hmm. takes a little bit of pressure of the offensive line too because you have a guy that can win his one-on-ones. Like This is just a huge addition, and when Ryan Poles was thinking, we're going to trade the number one overall pick, here are the players that we identified. I'm really glad that the Bears were able to get DJ Moore and not like a, a Brian Burns or you know some of the other players that he identified. Like This is what you needed to see what Justin Fields can do as a passer. So number two on our list, uh, but just a huge, huge impact that he's going to have in 2023. I mean, best Bears wide receiver to suit up since, in my opinion, Brandon Marshall. And I was asking, uh, I love StatMuse. It's one of my favorite stat mm-hmm. websites. And I asked it like, hey, like since, uh, you know, 2018, give me like the past five seasons or so, like who are the top receivers? I just want to know. And uh DJ Moore came in tied for 13th in receptions at 364 since then. And out of the guys in the top 15, he had the second most yards per catch at 14.3, only behind Mike Evans, who had an astonishing 15.6 in this time span. And that was, and here's the quarterbacks that DJ Moore has played with to get to the you know 13th most productive receiver and the second most yards per catch receiver in the NFL since 2018. That was Cam Newton in his final, what looked to be his final year in Carolina, Kyle Allen, Will Greer, Teddy Bridgewater, by the way, had, that's who uh, Moore had the most success with, was with Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina, then Sam Darnold, Cam Newton again, he's back, PJ Walker, and then Baker Mayfield, like, 
that was like the list of QBs. And again, top, top 13 guy playing with not just like you look at the names and you can poke at them, but like having to play with so many different quarterbacks and still being so consistent. I think that's a testament of the type of player that he is and being paired with Justin Fields. Can't wait to see what can happen. Yeah, well, you said Kyle Allen. I'm like, who the hell is Kyle Allen? Like, I had to look up that was like a real name. And I wasn't making it, it is, up. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, five years of experience in the NFL, but that's a testament to DJ Moore and what he's capable, the professionalism he has. And regardless of who's throwing the ball to him, he's going to make plays. And that's so special to have for a guy like Justin Fields, who is going to give the ball to DJ Moore. Even when he's double covered, doesn't matter. He's going to give him those opportunities to make explosive plays. Huge addition. Cannot wait to see what he even does week one against Green Bay and then continuing on for the entire season when they end the season in Green Bay. All right, let's move on to uh, last, but definitely not least, although one's the lowest number, but that's a good thing on a list like this. So number one, number two is number two. So why not just make number one, number one? So QB one is number one. And that is Justin Fields, the face of the franchise, leader of the team in QB1. Nick, we can do an entire episode why he's the most important player uh, on this team, in this franchise. I'm just going to say, when I was looking back at last season, I really remember that stretch from week seven through week 10, where he threw, I think it was eight touchdowns, so only two interceptions. That was the second most passing touchdowns in that time span in the league. He had 103 passer rating. That month... I think it's a microcosm of what's to come this year as Justin Fields as a passer because he has DJ Moore. He, and we talked about all the other players, whether it be the tackles, the tight end, the uh, you know Darnell Mooney, like all these other players that's going to help Justin Fields take another step, be a more consistent passer, more effective passer in this league. And we all know who, you know, who he is as a runner, what he can do with those legs. It is special beyond belief but he is going to grow as a passer. And we talked about, again, all the players and all the reasons why, but I don't know. How can we briefly say and explain why he's the most important player on this team? Again, I think you can dedicate an entire episode on it. Yeah. I mean, look, this team will go as far as Justin Fields can honestly take him. And depending on how he plays, like we obviously, they won three games last season. They can win a lot more if he is showing that jump that we all expect him to show. And he's the one guy, too. Let's say Braxton Jones misses his assignment. DJ Moore doesn't get open. Justin Fields can improvise and make things happen on his own, which he did a lot of last season out of necessity. And he's capable of doing that even when not everything is going right in an offensive play. Maybe it's the, the defense has the, the call that Luke Getze, you know, draws up. They have it covered up. Justin Fields a guy that can really – take even a bad call and make it a good play, a good result Mm -hmm. if things are not working in their favor. So he's easily the most important. And if he doesn't, he doesn't take that next step. Well, like we'll see it in the wins and loss record for the Bears. And we will see it in terms of the production on offense and everything that, that trickles down from the quarterback. But again, we all expect it. And we've, we saw the flashes on a bad football team with a lot less talent. We just named nine other guys in our top 10 that all will, you know, in some way help Justin Fields. You're giving him more talent, and now he's in year two of this offense. Let it rip. Let's see what he's capable of doing. And, you know, I think even, like, there are people who are skeptical of him. Like, I think we're excited to see the jump that Justin Fields can take in year three. 
Yep. And if he, again, this team will live or die by Justin Fields. And that's really what it boils down to. That's why he's the most important player. And we talked about, again, all the players that are going to help him, but it's up to Justin to capitalize on the new surroundings and teammates that he has right now. Take that leap, being able to stay in the same offense for a couple of years. And, you know, I saw from uh, Mick Fact that, you know, this team will go a lot further with good play calling from Getsy. If we were putting coaches in here, you know what? Well, again, a part of this list, you better damn believe Luke Getsy would have been way up here too. And as in terms of like important bears, but we'll do coaches mm-hmm. uh, for another show. And I saw one from that dude tank. Wonder where Claypool landed uh, on the list. He was part of our top 20. Really good question. So I pulled up our spreadsheet, our handy daddy spreadsheet here. And uh, he came in 16th uh, on our list. So it wasn't even a top 15 player right now. Uh, Nick, if you want all full transparency, voted the 17th and I put 16th. So we were pretty spot on and we did uh, independent voting and then compiled our list. So we're both pretty, you know, spot on there, by the way, in terms of like where we put them uh, on those lists. But that's our top 10. Uh, If we want to throw it up there one more time there, Law, we can go ahead and go through that list. So at number 10, Javon Dexter, nine, Jalen Johnson, eight, Darnell Wright, seven, Eddie Jackson, six, Darnell Mooney, and then our top five, Cole Komet four, Braxton Jones, three, Tremaine Edmonds, two, DJ Moore, one, Justin Fields. Nick, I feel pretty good about this list, honestly, the more I look at it. Yeah, I like how it came out, Will. Um, You know, we usually think pretty in line. And, you know, the top 10, um, again, I think it makes a lot of sense for, one, the success of what 2023 will look like. A lot of these guys need to have big seasons. But also, like, these are guys that we just expect are going to make impacts one way or another whether they're new they're rookies or they're veterans on this team so kind of i think i do like our list i wonder how the chat feels about it but it was a good exercise and i think there'll be a couple more versions of, of these as we kind of go along into what's kind of the dead period of the nfl right now yeah we're gonna definitely I'm, I'm keeping these fridays you know we're gonna be jamming information down people's throats to get them ready for training camp nick like I love to prepare people. I'm getting prepared. May as well just, you know, bestow what I learned, my insights down to everybody else. No one seems to complain about the list. So I think that means people like it. We'll see how the comments continue to roll in throughout the week uh, after this episode is completed airing. Um, But I don't have anything else. I I think we know we did our list, did a good job. I'm ready to hit the weekend up. I don't know about you, Nick, but uh, good stuff here today, man. Yes, I hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the beautiful weather that we've been having. Go watch the Bear Will and hope everyone has a great weekend. Sounds great. All right, so that's going to do it for us here today. If you haven't yet, go to allcsgo.com slash diehard. Become a diehard here today. We're diehards of this city, of the sports here in the city. We know you are too. And by becoming a diehard, you get 20% off your merch all the time, even when we run sales like our Father's Day sale that we just did. You unlock all of our premium written content like Adam Hogue's Bears Things. Really just so much is there. So if you go to allcsgo.com, slash diehard i'll give you all the details i gave you some of my favorites but there's a lot more behind it like all the events we do 20 percent off all those tickets too we're gonna be starting those bears tailgates up here in just a couple months and we can't wait to see you there but that's gonna do it for us here today have a great weekend i'll talk to you next week but until then bear down chicago